Hi everyone, this is Reggie Bats, and I am so glad that you're joining me on my debut episode of the Mindset for Success podcast. I am so excited to be with you today and giving you monthly coaching through my content as well as content from others who I will have on the show from time to time. So, what is Mindset for Success and why am I doing this podcast? The answer is simple. I've spent so many years of my life and business really modeling the very best and aligning myself with some of the very best people. I have been coached and mentored by some of the most successful people over the last 20 years and was also a top performer for motivational speaker and peak performance strategist Tony Robbins, who I'm sure most of you know. I was also a member of his senior management team for several years, helping to build his brand and also working closely with his worldwide clients to make them better. I speak on various stages worldwide, giving audiences the motivation and skill needed to overcome limiting beliefs, fear, and also increasing their confidence to take action to massively improve their lives. I also coach entrepreneurs from almost every continent on developing the mindset to succeed in life and business. I'm also an investor who enjoys investing in business, property, and entertainment, and spend a great deal of my time working with audience and speaking to audiences worldwide, strategizing and creating blueprints to make them wildly successful. So in case you cannot tell, I am very, very passionate about what I do, and I am such a student of what it takes to really make it happen in life and business. So what is this particular episode about? Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about what it takes to build a personal brand. I'm not talking about a brand as far as your business, such as Apple. Those are very strong brands as well, and that's important too. But I'm talking about your personal brand, how others perceive you. And when I speak to audiences all over the world, I ask that question, what is your definition of a brand? Because the word brand is something that we use all the time. What is your definition? Most people tell me it's how others perceive you, or it's what you represent, or it's what you stand for. It's how others really see you. And those are all correct answers. But my answer is what I learned from someone one day, and that is your brand is what people are saying about you when you are not in the room. Now think about that for a moment. Your brand is what people are saying about you when you are not in the room. So the question is, what are people saying about you? Are they saying you are a good leader? Are they saying you are great at customer service? Are they saying you're a great communicator? Or are they saying that you're someone who's always late? Or maybe they're saying that you're not someone who's really dependable. And the reality about a brand, whatever someone thinks about you or whatever some, however someone perceives you doesn't even necessarily have to be the truth as long as it is their truth. So what is your brand? What are people saying about you when you are not in the room? Someone that I highly respect by the name of J.T. Fox, who many of you know um, who he is. He's the world's number one wealth coach. And I was listening to one of his coaches one day on a speech on YouTube and he said, one of the things that you must do to start to build your brand, you must create what's called a to-be list. Who is it that you are trying to become? Who is it that you want to become? How do you want people to talk about you when you're not in the room? 
And I started writing down these one-word adjectives of how I wanted others to perceive me when I was not in the room. Now, what's very important when you do this, you have to be real and you have to be authentic. You can't say or present yourself as one person, but your actions are incongruent with the person you want to become. So I wrote, I wrote down lots of words, and they were all one-word uh, uh, responses to the question, but I had a lot of words, a lot of adjectives of how I wanted others to perceive me when I was not in the room. The second list he asked me to write was called my stop doing list. In other words, what are some of the things that I must stop doing in order to be congruent with what I have on the first list? And this was a very long list as well. Some of the things I wrote down was I must stop watching TV. Because I know the TV was taking a lot of my time. So I had to stop watching TV. Secondly, I have to stop hanging around negative or toxic people. People who bring me down. Or maybe people who say they believe in me, but their actions don't speak to that. So I had a very, very long list of things that I must stop doing. And I had, the reason why this list was created is because I can't expect people to perceive me a certain way. And as I stated earlier, my actions are congruent with that. So I had to make sure that my actions were consistent and I had to become this person. The next list I created was something that he didn't mention, but I thought, for, I thought for a second, if I'm going to stop doing things, I must also start doing some new things in my life to replace the things that I'm going to stop doing. So I said I'm going to start aligning myself with very, very successful people. Those of you who know me well, you probably know that 80%, at least 80% of the people that I align myself with, 80% of the people that I hang around, they are far more successful than I am. They make more money than I do. And why do you think I do that? Well, I do that because I want to grow. You're either growing or you're dying, as Tony Robbins would say. You're either growing or you're dying. And the only way that you're going to grow is if you start doing things differently. You start doing things that make you very, very un uncomfortable. In other words, you must start doing things that you've never done before. And I coach people all over the world, and many times I'll have them do something or I'll recommend them to do something, and they look at me funny, and they're like, Reggie, I can't do that because I've never done that before. Well, duh, we know you've never done that before, and that's why you're getting the same results. So you want to start doing things that really, really make you uncomfortable. I tell people at least once a week, do something that really, really scares you. Because a lot of times, the reason why we don't take action in life or we don't take action in business is because we're thinking about all the things that will go wrong because we are so driven by fear. And we all know what fear is all about. Fear, I used to tell people, fear is 80% false. And I don't believe that anymore. I truly believe that fear is 100% false. Because fear is what we create in our minds as an excuse or reason not to do something. But oftentimes, you know, we really do feel that fear and we, we're afraid to take action because we are afraid of the outcome. But if we spend our time and our resources focusing on things that will work and focusing on why it will work and focusing on empowering things, then we will obviously get a better result by doing that. So let's go back to the personal brand. So I had my to be list, who I wanted to become. I had my stop doing list. 
And I also had a new list of things that I was going to start doing, and I actually became this person. And I'm at the point now where I don't even need that list anymore because I am that person. And I often ask people, if you were to describe my brand just in the short time that you've known me, what will you tell me? And they often tell me, more often than not, I should say, they tell me words or they use words that I have on my list because these are things that I live by every single day. Now, I'm not perfect. We all make mistakes. And I just want to give you an example. And some of you have heard me um, say this before, but I just want to give you an example of how long it takes to build a personal brand and the fact that it only takes seconds or minutes to destroy a personal brand. Here's a case in point. Tiger Woods. What was Tiger Woods' brand when he was on top of his game? If you were able to use adjectives to describe the Tiger Woods brand, what words would you use? Well, I would use words like, he was a nice guy, the greatest, the greatest golfer. You would, I mean, he was, Tiger Woods could not hurt a fly. He had such a great brand. He had champion written all over him. He was a champion. He was a winner. Everything that Tiger Woods touched at that time turned to gold. He had so many endorsements. You could have a product that was the cheapest product on the planet and just have Tiger Woods wear it or mention it, and that product would become an overnight success. Now, here's my question. In 2018, what is the difference between Tiger Woods' brand today? And by the way, his brand is getting better. He's becoming a better golfer. But I'm talking about his personal brand. How is Tiger Woods perceived differently today than he was several years ago when he was on top of his game? He was perceived totally different. And that's my point. What about Lance Armstrong? What was Lance Armstrong's brand when he was on top of his game? He was another champion. I remember I had a picture, a poster of Lance Armstrong in my bedroom because this is a guy that I aspire to be like. Not athletically. I didn't want to be like Lance Armstrong athletically. I wanted Lance Armstrong's mindset because he was so competitive and he was such a champion and he was a winner. And that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to become a winner. I wanted to have his mindset. What is Lance Armstrong's brand today compared to when he was on top of his game, right? And again, we all make mistakes, but you must do whatever possible to protect your brand. It takes years, years to build a brand, and it only takes a few seconds for that brand to be destroyed. I remember um, I was online one day and I was seeing pictures of Tiger Woods when he was about three or four years old and he had golf clubs in his hand. I think if you Googled it, you may be able to find it. His parents, particularly his father, was branding him at such a young age. He has the pictures to prove it. But Tiger Woods' brand is just not what it used to be because he destroyed his brand and he's doing whatever he can today to rebrand himself to make himself better. But I think we'll all agree, and I hope his brand turns out to be better than it was, but that's going to be a tough battle because people just by nature judge him based on the mistake he made and it sort of took away all the great things that he's done. 
it's not fair, but I don't believe that life is fair or unfair. I just think that it is what it is, and we just have to play the, the, the cards that are dealt to us. So what are you going to do to build your personal brand? What are you going to do? How do you want people to perceive you? What do you want people to say about you when you are not in the room? What are some of the things you're going to stop doing in order to make that a reality? And what are some of the new things you're going to start doing? I'm very, very careful with my brand. I'm very careful who I align myself with. I'm very, very careful where I go because as JT Fox says, people are always going to look for a reason not to do business with you, not to do business with you. I know when I travel, um, you know, I like to, you know, I travel a lot and I have a lot of miles. So I'm fortunate that I have the opportunity to travel business class when I travel. And when I travel business class, particularly when I'm traveling internationally, I have the opportunity to meet so many great people. I meet CEOs, I meet vice presidents of large companies, I meet successful entrepreneurs. So even when I board the plane, when I first get on the plane, even, you know, particularly when I'm traveling internationally, because usually when we're traveling internationally 10, 15 hours at a time, you know, people get on the plane and they, they're wearing what they want to sleep in, which is fine. But I always think about my brand and I always think about, okay, I'm going to be in business class. So I want to make sure I make a very good first impression because you only have, as we, as you've heard before, you really only have one chance to make a really good first impression. So when I board the plane, I make sure that I have a, you know, I, I may be wearing jeans, but I also make sure that I'm wearing a business jacket. I'm business casual because I never know who I'm going to meet. And usually I'm on the plane maybe 90 minutes and then I'll go into the, the men's room or the laboratory and I'll change and I'll put something a little bit more comfortable. And oftentimes it's comfortable, but it's also something that I would never want anyone to catch me wearing, uh, see me wearing in public because it's usually um, a pair of slacks or track pants or I wear a hat or something because I want to be very, very comfortable. And oftentimes, believe it or not, I'll even wear a hoodie because I want to be comfortable. But imagine if I got on the plane with the hoodie on first, fair or unfair. I know I'm being judged. I'm in business class, but I want to make sure that I'm putting on a good first impression. So that's why I do not do that. I get on the plane and I'm dressed appropriately and then I change because you just never know who you're going to meet. And people are always looking for a reason not to do business with you. So I may be going too far with that. But that's just the way I do it. It takes a brand years to build. It takes a personal brand years to build. It's very, very important that you do whatever you can to grow that brand. And it's very, very important that you do whatever you can to protect that brand. And we all have a brand. You know, some of us, some of you hear me um, tell the story. There's two really good friends of mine, and they're my business partners, and they're both really great speakers. And we were at a two-day event at one time, and the speaker, you know, there's, there's two of them. One of them is always late. The other is always on time. Now, we're at a two-day event, and the speaker who is always late, he's supposed to be there speaking at 9 o'clock. And it so happens that they made him the first speaker. It's now 5 till 9. He's nowhere to be found. What am I thinking? Well, I'm thinking, well, maybe he's, you know, he'll be here. This is what he does. It's now 9 a.m., the start time, and he's nowhere to be found. What am I thinking? Well, I'm thinking he'll be here any minute because he's always late. Why? Because that is his 
brand. That is his brand. He is always late. And oftentimes, even if you have a negative perception, oftentimes we live up to that negative perception, right? It gives us an excuse because we already know that that's how people perceive us. So we live up to that, right? So it, it so happens that he showed up, but he was late and we expected him to be late. Now, my other business partner and friend, another speaker, he's supposed to be on stage at nine o'clock on day two, 9 a.m. on day two. It is now five till nine. He's always on time and he's nowhere to be found. What am I thinking? Well, now I'm thinking something's wrong. We need to call his wife. Someone call his room. Something's wrong. I am now worried. Why? Because that is not his brand. He's always, always on time. So I'm now worried. So here's my point. Two individuals... Same scenario, different outcomes, because they both have different brands. What is your brand? And I want you to do what you can now to really create your to-be list. Who do you want to become? Who do you want others to perceive you as? And I want to make sure that you are writing down words you're going to live up to. And then I want you to write a list, as I stated earlier, of things that you are going to stop doing to really make that a reality. You know, maybe you need to stop hanging out with different crowds after work, or maybe you need to stop going to happy hour after work, and maybe you need to start going to a pretty successful networking group where you can align yourself with successful people who can help take you to places you've never been. Or maybe you need to stop watching TV, and maybe you need to use that time to really start listening to personal development or business books and really educate yourself to become the person you want to become. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what color you are, what your religion is. It doesn't matter where you are in any part of the world. Here's the thing. We are all different in so many ways, but in so many ways, we are all the same. We all want to be fulfilled. We all want to live happy lives. But the thing is, you cannot just join the gym. You must do the push-ups in order to build the, the, the muscles in your life, in order to build the, the muscles in your business. Some of us are just happy just becoming a member of the gym metaphorically. But if you come a, become a member of the gym without working out, it may feel good, but you're not going to get the result, right? And you're not going to be fulfilled. So it's time to stop just joining the gym metaphorically. It's, it's time to really start doing the push-ups. Now, some of you have joined the gym, metaphorically speaking, and you're doing the push-ups, but you're doing the push-ups wrong, right? And you're probably making yourself worse than not doing the push-ups at all, right? So my point is we can't do it ourselves. We, we, can, we can do a lot of things ourselves, but in order for us to really go to the next level, in order for us to really make that quantum leap in our life or our business, you need to really align yourselves with people who are actually out there doing it and not just doing it, but people who are out there doing it successfully. And it's very, very important who you're selecting as your coaches and in your mentors, because I would never take advice from someone who is not practicing real estate today, but they were doing it in 2008 during the crash. Probably not a great idea, right? So you want to make sure that the coaching that you get, the mentoring that you get, 
people that you align yourself with and people who are helping you or people who are giving you advice, you want to make sure that that advice is relevant. You want to make sure that you're getting that advice from people who are really walking the talk and doing themselves what they are asking you to do. That is the role of a really, really, really good coach. So I hope you like this segment um, on really branding yourself. If you would like to send um, questions or correspondence to me, we will make sure that we get an answer back to you as soon as possible. You can send that to us at info at rbstalent.com. Once again, it's info at rbstalent.com. Dot com. And also, um, we have a book giveaway that we're doing. A lot of you have my new book, which is called Mindset for Success. It's um, available at um, all book retailers, um, particularly um, Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And uh, we're going to give away about 50 books. And the first 50 people who send us an email to RBS, or, I'm sorry, at info at RBS talent.com with their name and their address and the email, we will send you a free autographed copy of the book. Just make sure that you have your address there and we will get that out just as soon as possible. So without going into other details, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me for my first uh, pod, my first podcast on branding. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Um, send emails, send questions, anything that you have, and uh, we, will, we will either answer those emails uh, to you directly, or my promise to you is that we will answer those on a future podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>